Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast with your host Janelle Hosking. We are smashing through these episodes in 2024 and you are absolutely loving them. I know that, you know, it may seem like we're kind of switching tack a little bit because we have evolved. We are evolving, I believe that we are always and we should always be evolving. One of my life mottos is if you are not learning, you are not living. And so it has, it really is a value of mine. Growth, learning, uh, expansion, that is so important to me. And something I've noticed on this journey of growth, on this journey actually from going as an employee into a business owner is this concept of risk and risk tolerance. Now, you may have heard of this if you do any form of investing. I personally am right now in the stage of life where I'm investing in me. Like right now, I am, and I think I always will be, but anyway, I am my biggest asset. So I believe it's really important to invest back into myself, my growth um, as, as a person, as a business owner, all that good stuff. So the, the term risk tolerance is quite popular in the world of investing. You know, if you have KiwiSaver, someone might have said to you like, oh, well, what's your risk tolerance? You know, are you, if you're really young and you've got a long time before retirement, you might have a really high risk tolerance. You, you know, it might not matter if, for instance, you lost $10,000 tomorrow out of your KiwiSaver from a bad investment because over the long term, you're going to make it back. So you can happily have a high risk tolerance. Whereas say someone who's older, who's getting closer to retirement, they might be more of a low risk tolerance because every dollar at this point counts. So that's just one way this word risk tolerance is used. But I want to talk about risk tolerance today from the concept of becoming a business owner, taking yourself as an employee and really switching into that mindset of being an entrepreneur, of being a business owner. And for that, there comes this level of risk and more importantly, a level of risk tolerance. So I think it's great to learn about assessing and also increasing your risk tolerance. So today's episode is going to touch on a few of those points. And the reason why I'm talking about this one, because a lot of my clients these days are women who are wanting to take charge of their financial future. They're wanting to start a side business to bring in some extra income, even if it's just $1,000 a month. Or other women I'm working with are starting these businesses to have them overtake their full-time income so that they can make this business what they do day to day. And that's exactly the path that I went on and that I'm still on because I don't want to have to go back and get a job one day. So this is this entrepreneurial journey, this learning about risk and risk tolerance journey is something that I am currently on, have been on, and that now I'm helping others through. It's also one element of my business brilliance assessment that I have. If you have not taken that assessment, 
check out the link in the description. It's going to show you what areas you may need to improve on in order to feel comfortable, in order to feel more supported and guided going into your entrepreneurial journey. So it will highlight some areas of, um, I guess, incompetence for you, but it will guide you and give you specific instructions on how you can improve that for yourself. So it's a really awesome assessment. It's totally free to take. Uh, just click the link in the description to do that. Now, when I was looking through some results of some ladies who have done the assessment, I saw that risk tolerance scored quite low for majority of people. And this is really fascinating because I know for me, even though I stepped into my entrepreneurial journey quite young, I was, what was I, 21, I think, when I started my coaching business. But even from the age of 19, I had started another business with my friend. It, it never got big enough to be like successful, but we had customers, you know, so it was still what you would class a business. That was the start of my entrepreneurial journey was when I was 19 years old, which is just insane to think back, but that was over 10 years ago now. But, you know, thinking of myself when I first began this entrepreneurial journey, I was very much clenching to still having my full-time employment because I had a really low risk tolerance. I didn't necessarily believe or trust that I would be able to bring in the income required to be a successful business owner. Therefore, I held on to my job like the plague. Um, and I did not want to let it go to the point where I got into burnout. I got so stressed. I was very overwhelmed all the time having to work full-time, having to meet insane expectations of employers, and coming home, doing my side business, trying to grow it, all that good stuff, and it didn't really leave me with much left to give. So if I can share something with you, it would be about helping to grow your own risk tolerance to hopefully fast forward or accelerate your own journey in becoming an entrepreneur. So I understand that it is completely normal to feel uncertain, to feel hesitant, to feel doubtful and to feel fearful of this journey. You know, it's, it's scary and it's actually not something that a lot of people do for so many reasons, but one of them is definitely the risk. Like, is it going to work? Are you going to be a failure? Um, are you going to have to go back and live with your parents? All of those fears that people have when it comes to doing something different are definitely part of the entrepreneurial journey. And I know for me, I've always tried to not let those fears or not let those things stop me. But I know that they are there, right? They're, they're very, very real. So how can you effectively, one, assess and two, improve on or increase your risk tolerance? Well, first off, what you want to do is have a little journal session, write it out. I want you to evaluate your past experiences and your decision-making style. So past experiences around risky situations, risky scenarios. This could be in your work life. This could also be in your home life. You know, so many things happen or um, scenarios are brought to the table that are very real. And there could be really big consequences if things don't go right. So I want you to reflect back and think of some of those experiences and scenarios that you've had in your life and 
assess or evaluate your decision-making style. Did you tend to go for the safer option or did you allow yourself to take some risks, maybe take extreme risks? You know, what was that for you? And it may be different in different scenarios, which would be super fascinating to highlight. You know, if you have a very low risk tolerance in past situations to do with your home life because family is an important value for you. So you never want to rock the boat versus when you are at work, you've got a high risk tolerance. You can do anything because at the end of the day, it's not your money. It's not on you. That would be super fascinating to see um, for yourself if that plays out. There might be, and I think it's probably more common whether you have a high risk tolerance or a low risk tolerance, it would probably be similar or the same across the board, whether it was home or work life. But I just got on a little bit of a tangent there thinking how fascinating that would be if it was super different. So do that reflection for yourself and just think of maybe five different experiences. How did you um, handle those and what was your decision-making style? From there, you want to take a moment to factor in and think about your personal goals and your expectations. This is really important for me right now in particular to think about, are you aiming for long-term stability or are you looking to get rich quick, disrupt things? Are you looking to be like a cornerstone, an innovator, doing stuff now that isn't necessarily going to stand the test of time, isn't necessarily going to be around forever or say continue making you money or bringing you success forever, but that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to like make shit happen right now. I've always had this feeling inside that I'm running late, that I'm running out of time. And I was working with a coach back in 2020, I believe, into 2020. And we had a session and I explained to her this feeling of overwhelm, of I'm running out of time. And this was the context of I was still working full time. And I was, I felt felt like I was running out of time to start my business or to get it off the ground. And then she said to me, you know, what, at what age did you start taking on adult responsibilities? And I thought this was a super random question. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, maybe, you know, 10 years or so. And she said, look, I actually think it was probably younger. I think you were probably about, she was quite an intuitive lady. I've also had her on the podcast before. Um, episode, oh, I can't remember. I'll put the, the episode link in the description for you. But she said to me, you know, I think you were about seven or eight years old when you started taking on these responsibilities of an adult. And what that does to you as you grow up and you continue taking on more adult responsibilities is you start to feel like you're running out of time because although you're a certain age, you feel five to 10 years older than that. And that just blew my mind. So how that relates to what I'm sharing with you is around the long-term stability. If you <laughs> if you just heard that, that was my puppy. She's sleeping. <laughs> It was a deep, oh, that was so cute. Um, 
and the long-term stability of your goals, it can be really easy to get caught in this rushing, this um, almost frantic mindset of it has to happen now. And that then could turn us into this disruptive type um, person, which can lead us to a lot of, um, I guess, challenges and potential failures later which is not a bad thing but just you know think about that are you are your goals aiming for long-term stability to kind of like coast you through your life to be around for a long time or are you wanting to come in to smash it and expecting that you'll keep doing that forever or maybe you're going to hit gold and with one of your ideas or, you know, with a certain investment or something in your life and that you'll be able to ride that out forever. So just, you know, have a little think of that. For me, learning that I had this internal rushing syndrome because I had been doing adult things for a long time helped me to see that I was rushing through my life and that I was trying to catch up all the time now I have this affirmation of sorts that I remind myself this is my forever you know when I think of my my partner when I think of my family when I think of the future I'm creating when I think of my business this is not just today this is not just this year I don't have a goal post that if I don't reach by the end of 2024 I'm a, I'm a failure I'm shit I'm, I'm gonna go die in a hot corner somewhere this is forever. And that actually allows me to stop and pause and just bring this different vibe and different energy to things. So you never know, that may help you, that little <laughs> cross-reference there, or it may not, but that's something that was really powerful for me. The next thing in terms of our risk tolerance, helping us to evaluate it is thinking and reflecting, how are you with failure? Are you scared of failure? And because you're scared of failure, you don't try. Or because you're scared of failure, you play small. Or are you of the mindset that failure is learning and that you can't achieve or you can't get where you're going without failure it's like a necessary lesson that we need to learn because as an entrepreneur as someone who is wanting to step into self-employment step into being a business owner and out of that corporate security blanket of you know a consistent paycheck there's going to be failures and it's inevitable, you know, I've only been doing this full time for a year and a half, almost two years now, and I've had so many failures, but I'm still here. It's all good, right? Because this is forever. So just have a think, what is your relationship with failure? Those three things together, okay, that is the past experiences, decision-making styles, understanding your personal goals, your expectations. Are you doing things for long-term stability? Are you thinking here and now? And also your relationship with failure. That's a little assessment for you to hopefully get a gauge on, yeah, okay, I, I'm, I've got a really low risk tolerance at this point. I'm like a nana. I don't, I don't want to do anything. I don't ever get outside of my comfort zone. I'm scared of failure and I don't want to risk anything at all. 
That's okay if you feel that way. You're more than welcome to stay that way. However, I'm pretty sure you'd be much more proud of yourself, much more fulfilled and much more content if you challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone in some way, shape or form. And this idea of increasing your risk tolerance may be just the thing you need to do that. So how can you increase your risk tolerance? And I'm not now going to say go and take 50% of your pay and go and put it in investments and stocks. I don't do that. Like I said in the beginning, my biggest investment right now is me. We have a account which we put, I don't know, like $20 a week into. And I have given my partner permission to invest it for us how he wishes. And every now and then he tells me that our Toyota stocks have gone down or that they've gone up or whatever. I really don't care because to me, that's a long-term game. I would probably come back to him when we're 50 and be like, hey, babe, how are they going? <laughs> but for now, I'm I'm thinking about investing in me. So I'm not going to give you uh, investment advice as ideals on how you can increase your risk tolerance right now. But what I am going to say is seek knowledge. How can you become well-informed about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, what it takes to start a business, what is required in the industry that you're interested in, what is new, what is emerging, what could help you to get where you want to go? Like what are the fears that you have? How can you learn as much about those things as possible to make them more manageable and also to help increase your risk tolerance? Because when you have this knowledge, you have more power. So like me, growth is a life value. And so seeking knowledge is something that is a really powerful way to grow that risk tolerance. And that is something you'll do forever. That's something that I am committed to doing forever and have been committed to doing ever since I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 17. <laughs> the next thing in terms of increasing risk tolerance, start small, test the waters, do just enough to like dip your pinky toe in that gives you a little surge of endorphins of like oh my god but not enough that if or when it doesn't work you have to move in with a relative you know so what I mean by that is something I always share with my clients who want to start a business as I say once we've gotten to the point of they know their idea they know their product they know who they're serving which is a whole journey in itself that I could help you through if you're interested, is we come up with the MVP, the minimum viable product. And this is how you start small. What is the smallest possible way you can get this thing, this idea, this offer, this service, this product out into the hands of people who need it? Start small. So I sometimes have clients who want to go and invest $20,000 into apparel for their new activewear brand to which I say hey why don't we just start with 20 
start with 20. I know it's going to be a bit more expensive. I know shipping is going to be a bit more expensive to get it into the country or whatever the vibe is, but that way you can test the waters. You're not going to have your, you know, house foreclosed or whatever that word is. If this doesn't work out, you're just dipping your toe in. That is the concept of starting small. That is the concept of a minimum viable product. Just get a handful of people to show their interest, to to buy whatever it is. And that is going to help you build some more belief, build some more confidence, and of course, increase your risk tolerance as well as it either invalidates or validates what it is that you are thinking about. Now, I know so many people, myself included at times, who have ideas for businesses that they sit on and sit on and sit on and sit on. And they might think it's a multi-million dollar idea that they sit on and sit on and sit on and sit on. But the reality is if you do nothing with it, it's not worth anything. And there's a book I read a long time ago um, called, oh, what is it? It's magic. It's something magic. Um, It's about ideas. I'll link it in the description below. Oh my gosh, cannot think of it right now. But it's a book I still have to this day because I loved it so much. The concept in that book talks about how We only have ideas for a certain amount of time. If we do not take action on that idea, it leaves our consciousness and it goes into the next person who is, let's say, worthy of it for them to fulfill. And that's why sometimes you might see a person who started a business, it's it's popped off, it's so successful, and you say, oh, shit, I I had that idea. They stole my idea. Yeah, they did. But also, it was never your idea because you didn't take it, you didn't run with it. So it is important not to hold on and do nothing even if starting small is what it takes just for you to dip that pinky toe in do it because it's a lot better to try it and to realize you don't like it or or you failed at it or nobody wanted it than for you to do absolutely nothing with it okay that's not going to help you in any way shape or form The next way we can increase our risk tolerance is to develop a solid support system. This is important for so many reasons. As a coach, as a person who helps people with their career and businesses, I know this. Like this, this is what I do. I am that support system for so many people. So many people, whether they are my paying clients, whether they send me DMs or whatever. Having that support system, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, like-minded groups who are experiencing similar things to you helps you to trust, helps you to build your confidence without even doing the thing because you're seeing others doing it. You're getting that approval based on their experiences, based on their guidance, based on their advice. And that can help you to increase that risk tolerance because you're more likely to give something a go if you're being supported and encouraged to do so. I, this year, as one of my intentions, have been journaling on connecting and being with more women who are already earning the amount of income I want to earn. And this is a really interesting concept because this may take me away from some of 
the friends that I have. And it's not to say I'm, I'm, I'm better than you or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's nothing like that at all. We'll still be friends. We'll still get on all that good stuff. But I can't, or I've kind of committed to myself that I need to be around people who are where I want to go in order to exactly what I'm saying to you, support me and encourage me to get where I want to go. So exactly what I'm saying to you, I do and am doing for myself. So just another, I guess, affirmation to show you how important it is to have a solid support system of people who are like-minded and who are where you want to go. For me, that's people this year um, who are earning the amount of income that I want to so that I can learn how to hold that through their own experiences of doing that. And lastly, increasing our risk tolerance. This last step might be a little bit woo-woo, but hey, I'm into it. If you're in my space, I'm sure that if you haven't done it yet, you're at least open to it. This is around visualizing the reward of taking the risks. This is around holding space for that feeling of what it might be like to get the thing that you want at the end of it. So we don't necessarily want the taking the risk. Like the taking the risk isn't really the goal. The goal is something else that comes after we've taken the risk. After we have started the business, there is something else on the other side of that. There is more time with family. There is more income to go on holidays, more income to have investments to, um, you know, pay for your retirement, to buy your parents a home if they don't have any retirement plans sorted. There are so many different benefits and things that can come as rewards from taking risks when ideally they work out. So I want you to really try and visualize, get into that heart and gut space of what it feels like, the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the happiness that comes along with achieving what's on the other side after you've taken the risk. Because when you focus on the rewards, rather than the risk, you focus on, oh my God, this is, this is, $2,000 in a coach. What if it doesn't work? Well, shit, what if it does? What's on the other side of this? You're going to have a business. You're going to have your first product. You're going to have 10 customers who have paid you $10,000. You made $8,000 profit from that $2,000 investment in a coach. Thinking about those rewards rather than the risk is going to grow your risk tolerance. It's going to grow your confidence. It is going to grow your belief in yourself. And visualizing is a whole different ball game of manifesting. I actually need to get a guest on the show to talk about manifesting because I think that would be incredible. So I'll note that down. We'll do that as well. But this is going to be a, a kind of baby step for you to get into the vibe of manifesting. Like I say, might feel woo-woo, might not feel natural to you, but just give it a go. What is on the other side of the risks that you right now are potentially avoiding if you can feel into those benefits, the end results of those risks, it's going to help lessen the sting, lessen the fear, lessen the disbelief that is attached to those risks and you'll be more likely to actually do the risk and you'll be closer to the reward on the other side. So there you have it. Ways we can and you can in 2024 increase your risk tolerance you're going to be seeking more knowledge. Knowledge is power. 
my favorite motto, if you are not learning, you are not living, my friend. Start small. Figure out the MVP, the minimum viable product. What is the smallest way I can start this thing ASAP and get it out there in the world? Next, creating that epic support system. What do you want? Where are you going? Find people who are on that walker, on that same boat as you, because it's going to bring you there closer. And lastly, envision the result. Envision what comes after the risk, the benefits, the rewards. And that will help to lessen this fear or the sting that you have around the risk, the thing that's holding you back from actually taking the risk, thus increasing your risk tolerance. Thank you, my friend, for listening to this episode. As always, please share this with somebody who you know will benefit from learning some simple ways to increase risk, to finally step out of that comfort zone, start that side business, hand in your notice at your job, change careers, even leave your relationship if you're not enjoying it, whatever it is for them, please share this episode with somebody who you know will get massive benefit from it. It would mean the world to me. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you back next week.